0: Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast, the show where educators can come find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. Welcome, all you leaders of learning, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. I'd like to take a couple of minutes to share some news and reviews that uh, I've received myself recently. First uh, is an iTunes review from Don Sturm. You may remember that Don was my guest on the last episode. Don says, Uh, And by the way, it's a five star review. Don says, Dan, I love what you're doing. The topics are perfect for educators who are currently leaders in their buildings or districts, as well as for those who want to take on more of a leadership role. I love that the podcast episodes come in at under 30 minutes. So it's easy to find time to listen. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Don, so much for that review. Thanks again for coming on and being a guest on the show last episode. And, yeah, that's so much of of why I do what I do with this show is to certainly make people aware of the fact that leadership and education means so much more than just being a school principal. It's many people in different roles with different titles doing what they need to bring education forward. And speaking of why I do this podcast, you know, I love doing it. It's, a, it's become a passion project of mine, and it's really starting to grow each and every episode, each and every day. We're getting more and more listeners, more and more followers. So I wanted to share some excellent news with you, my loyal listeners, that first and foremost, uh, you can now find the show on more outlets. We are now on iHeartRadio, along with, of course, iTunes and Google Play. And you may remember that we're now on Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. So if you have those apps and you're a fan of them, you like listening, using any of them, look us up, Leader of Learning, and don't forget to subscribe. I also recently received word that this show has been approved to be part of the Education Podcast Network, which is a collection of shows that, of course, deal with education but may be focused specifically on educational technology or some topic of classroom teaching or, like in the case of this show, maybe educational leadership. I want to give a personal shout out to someone who's kind of been a mentor uh, to me while I've started podcasting and gotten this show gotten this show really off the ground, and that's Chris Nessie. Chris hosts a show called House of EdTech. He also co-hosts another show called Podcast PD. I am a big fan of both of those shows. Uh, I'm a bigger fan of his. He runs the Education Podcast Network, and so I want to thank him for believing in me and believing in this show enough to want to make it part of that network. But enough about me and the show for right now. I want to get into the heart of this episode, and that is, of course, my amazing guest, You may know him as Dr. Will. He is Will D'Amport. He's an amazing educator, an educational consultant dealing with educational technology. This guy really knows his stuff And even though we speak quite often on Twitter and Voxer and the various ways that we are connected at this point, I loved having the opportunity to get to chat with him over Zoom, talk podcasting, and get his thoughts and opinions on creating content and sharing content. And some of the messages that he delivers in this episode, I think you will find to be extremely valuable and extremely interesting. So give it a listen. All right, so I'm on with Dr. Will, and uh, as you say, I love
1: when you say this, and, and correct me if I get it wrong, how you doing? Well, yeah, I do that sometimes, uh, it's <laughs> sort of, yeah, how you doing, well, yeah, uh, good morning, I appreciate the invitation.
0: Not a problem, listen, for uh, for the listeners who are who are joining us, uh, introduce yourself, let us know who you are, where you're coming from, and what you do.
1: Well, I'm Will D'Amport. Uh, I'm affectionately known as uh, Dr. Will. I am an instructional technologist with Hattiesburg Public School District. In addition to that, I am a podcaster myself, a writer. I write uh, posts for EdTech magazines, and I'm also a consultant. Uh, so I will go to schools, I will present at conferences, and my wife and I have uh, received approval. Uh, from one of the local universities here to offer CEUs uh, for our courses that we're getting ready to launch online in January.
0: That's excellent. Uh, you're all over the place. And and I know that um, one of your passions and, and a lot of the work that you do in your schools is... Uh, getting them to go digital and, and getting them to go one-to-one with devices. So uh, how's that going? And I guess uh, more specifically, how have the teachers and the students that you work with embraced those kind of changes?
1: I mean, it's still going. I'm in my third year of leading the one-to-one at our high school. And as in any innovation that you know we've read about or you hear about from others on Twitter I have, you know, those group of teachers who have fully embraced it and are running forward and, you know, keeping me on my toes, asking me, okay, what's next? What can I do? I then have that middle tier of teachers who, you know, they, they, their tools that they're using, they're implementing, uh, they are, I don't want to say being compliant, but they are, you know, they're utilizing uh, a few tools. And then I have that group that, you know, they don't want to be bothered. Uh, they truly believe that technology is a distraction. Uh, that technology is not real teaching. It's, you know, kids play on it. And, you know, so what I am doing and have been doing is truly trying to work with teachers to coach them up, to look at their strengths, to find out what they like to do, to ask them what are the outcomes you want to do in your classroom and sort of work from there. So, you know, I have a, 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 uh, Miss Walker is just all in with the tools. And so when she wanted to do something, you know, really different for her students, uh, I said, well, let's do a video. And her students actually, when they're going over biomes and so to provide evidence, her students actually created videos, to represent that so it was really interesting to go to go into a classroom to observe and then to have her show these videos and these students were like oh we were it was they made it like survivor where they took off on a journey and the plane crashed and in this biome this is what they needed to survive and i said wow okay i like that and then there's you know mr jackson He's a great lecturer, which is not a skill that every teacher has, but every teacher likes to do. And so I didn't want to take that away from him. And so what I did was I introduced him to explain everything. And I said, well, now you can actually make videos of you teaching where it's not Khan Academy. Your, your students are, are seeing and hearing how you teach, your voice, your cadence, your pauses, your explanations, your anecdotes. All of that is going in. And you can take those videos and, and put them in Schoology where they can be used for a guided practice. They can be used for direct instruction. Uh, if you need it for remediation, you have the flexibility to use that. And if you want to check for understanding, you can, you know, he asked me, he said, well, can I put that in Air Puzzle? And I was like, yes, you can, Mr. Jackson.
0: You know what's so funny about that? While, while you're speaking, I'm like literally thinking about teachers who, because I'm I'm an instructional coach and I do a lot with technology, and I'm you know I I find your explanation of the different uh, levels of in- integration, technology integration with these teachers, and I'm and I'm picturing the teachers that I work with, and so there's uh, a few early adopters, and and I mean there are ones who we've been exploring, you know, augmented and virtual reality, but then there are some like you say who are used to that kind of lecture style. And I'm thinking of one teacher in particular, who's amazing at it. Like I've been to his class and um, even though he, doesn't necessarily use a lot of technology he captures his students in such a way because he just the way he speaks and delivers the content is amazing and so uh you just brought up edpuzzle that's a tool that i've actually explored with him and he's used and, and used pretty successfully so it's it's funny that that we have those uh situations in common oh yes and what i
1: love about these and this is very interesting because one of the things when teachers talk about well i don't want to do this and i try to Talk to them about look. There are great people out there like Eric Kuros and Tom and they and they really paint the picture of what innovation looks like and what the 21st century is. And I'm all in on that. But what I am seeing with certain teachers is you can't sell them that vision because they are not a part of that vision. So I break it down to practicality, hands on, you know, meat and potatoes. This is how this is going to work for you. You know, so I, I'll say, OK, t- you know, Miss Johnson, you know how you teach a class and you you say, hey, who gets this? Right. Raise a hand. We're good. So you move on. Then you give a test. You find out they didn't get it. This is where the technology comes into play.
0: I love it. I, we are, we definitely speak the same language there. And as a matter of fact, uh, in my last episode, I interviewed Don Sturm, who I know you know through match and and Voxer. But uh, we were talking about some of the similar things that you're, you're mentioning here now when it comes to coaching and especially coaching uh, with technology. So, you know, you talked about learning about technologies and learning about uh, different aspects of education from being a connected educator. So I guess that leads me into the next question, which is how are you able to, and and I don't necessarily mean you, but the general you, how are, how are you able to stay current on these new trends and stay on top of your game as an educator and an educational leader?
1: Twitter. uh, It's, all about the Twitter game. Uh, I love Twitter. I, I tell people, and I've told, you know, teachers doing conference presentations on PLNs or at my own district where I say, look, I get paid to do this for a living, but Twitter is the best PD you're going to get because of the networks that you're able to build and the people you are able to connect with and learn and grow from. And so with tool, whether it's a tool or whether it's, you know, learning from Catelyn Tucker on blended learning and how do you set that up? Uh, and even my own podcast now, because I get to interview different e- educators about these things. That's how I keep my learning uh really fresh. I also listen to podcasts uh, because intellectually, I need to be fed. So I, I listen to podcasts. I'll spend my mornings when I'm trying to get ready in the morning, pop on YouTube. I'll do a little search for blended learning or what have you. And I watch those videos as well. So for me, you know, I geek out over these things because You know, I need to, to learn and, and, and keep mentally stimulated to keep going because in order for me to work with teachers, you know, uh, same thing with anyone else, you just got to keep getting better at, at your, at at your craft. And what I have started to do, and I learned this, some career advice from, uh, Michael Smith, uh, from ESPN, but he said, the best thing you can do is get better at being you. And so what I have started to do is sort of look at what do I do best? Let's get better at that. Let me learn from that and then go in and try to work with teachers on on that way. And when I need assistance in areas where are my areas of growth and I seek that out. Uh, But Twitter is definitely the number one source of, you know, how I keep, keep updated and keep Uh, refreshing my skills. So
0: I love that advice that uh, you've gotten and now that you've given to me and and my listeners, but uh, let's talk about the podcasting thing for a second. So uh, I think we'll switch maybe from kind of gathering that information and that content to kind of sharing it. Right. So uh, you mentioned your podcast. I'm a fan, by the way, if you don't already know, I know you do, but um, I love the show. Uh, it seems to me that you've kind of made a switch even a little bit with the, the content that you're putting out there. But let's just talk about the podcasting for a second. Uh, your show, where did it start and where has it gone?
1: The podcast came out quite honestly because, you know, I approached Eric Scheniger. Uh I just said, hey, Eric, you know, I see you out there. You're crushing it. I want to do what you do. And Eric said, Will, you need to create content. Eric is a huge blogger. If anyone knows this cat, this dude will blog at a moment's notice. known as he keeps the content going. I'm not like that, right? I'm great for a magazine, you know, once a month. But weekly, continuously blogging, that type of content that you actually need to build your audience, that's not me.
0: Yeah, no, so, I, I agree. I, to be honest, and, and I'll talk about this in a few minutes, you know, I'm, I know you went through this, I'm currently a doctoral student, and I'm doing a lot of reading and writing for that. And I said, you know, I, I can't, like, it, it's just this, I'm tapped out when it comes to the writing, the blogging. So uh for me, this is just much more natural, much more comfortable.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so when I thought about, okay, I need to produce content. And so that's why I first started was, let me produce content to, you know, build my brand, to elevate my stature for consulting. So that's where that started from. And I actually started podcasting at my previous job because I used to be the chief social strategist, uh, for strengths factors, which is a uh, strengths development, uh, company. And then when I got to the, to the district and I started doing these things, I said, okay. But after I started doing it, And I realized, wow, I love this thing. This is amazing. And... The type of conversations that I'm having, people, and again, you know, I'm just this junkie, and so I'm just taking this in, and I'm just, I'm just loving, and I'm loving it. I don't know if you find this at work, but you know, at work, there's only so much information that I get, and then there's only so much growth that I get from the job as well. And so, for me to seek out other learning experiences to feed that hunger that I have for intellectual, you know, stimulation, the pod- podcast, is just like, wow, this is just. This is it.
0: Yeah, I would that's agree it. with that, and I think, like you said, you know, it's it's not just that at work there's only so much information to go around, but I also think that, um, not to not to put anyone down, I'm not. That's not my intent here. But your average uh, classroom teacher or educator is not necessarily taking the kind of time that I think you and I and and some of those real well connected educators are taking on the side. You know, it on the off hours to grow themselves and to. Have to really immerse themselves in, in what's going on. It's something I talked to Don Sturm about in episode 11 Is you know, look, even on my free time, uh, that's, that's what I'm doing. Like right now we're talking and it's, you know, a Saturday morning and uh, that's, that's what we're doing. We're, we're building ourselves. We're growing ourselves. And so for me, um, podcasting has become this, way of kind of spreading the wealth uh, when it comes to knowledge and resources. And I, I love how it's kind of a different form of professional development. Why do you do
1: it? Is that, would you agree with that? Or, or why, why do you do it? Well, it's definitely a great level of, of professional development and personal development. And so, you know, when I started my podcast, it was definitely a lot of just education stuff. And then I got to a point to where there was a hiatus in my show because there was thing, you know, things going on at work. And I spoke to uh, LaVonna Roth and she was like, "Will, you got to shine. You got to shine. will you know, do this, get back in the game. And when I went back, I was determined to, at that point, bring all of myself to this show. And I've told people at times, you know, I, I educate the whole teacher. Uh, so I don't just, though I do focus mainly on going digital. What does digital mean for your classroom, for education, but I, I'll talk about business. I'll talk about entrepreneurship. I'll talk about health and fitness. And I'm trying to find a realtor to come on my show to talk about how do you buy a house? Well,
0: that's interesting.
1: Uh, because I, you know, educators are people too. And I, even though I find all of these things interesting myself and they have helped me with my own personal growth, I want educators quite honestly to come on my show, cut it on. And go, wow, this next episode is about uh, planning your retirement. I'm going to listen to this show. For me, it's very rewarding for me personally. And I'm hoping that it's rewarding for other people. And also, I do it to amplify other people's voices. But I have also made it a mission of mine to seek out uh, voices of color on my show. And if you watch my show, I mean, of course, I mean, there's people from all different races on my show. But I also make it a point of okay, if I, you know, let's bring in this expert uh, who's going to talk about finances. Oh, she's a Latina. Oh, let's bring her on so that not only amplifying their voices, providing them a platform, but also for other people to see that we exist, that they exist.
0: I, I love that, and and uh, I did not not only. Uh, do you bring on and, and amplify the voices of people of color, like you said, but even, um, you know, gender specific, like I, you recently had an episode that I listened to where it was about uh, women that are looking to get into entrepreneurship and, and get started and brand themselves. And uh, there was even a statistic that your guest put out there, like uh, something crazy, like the venture capitalists out there, like 95% of them or something, or maybe even higher are men. And it's unbelievable. So, yeah, I, I love that about yourself.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Sometimes I wonder uh,
0: who's listening, who's out there. (laughs) uh, yeah. I'm
1: wondering like, you know, because it's not, you know, my show isn't cultivating pedagogy. It isn't um, some, you know, other educator podcasts that sort of like really focus on this classroom uh, instruction or or, or environment. And so sometimes I'm wondering, do some people kind of jump in because they like this episode and then kind of come back or are they regular listeners? So uh, that I don't know. I, I'm just trying to really put out a show for me that's intellectually, you know, stimulating because I like to get geeked about it. You know, I want to, I love when I have a show and when I stop, I'm like, "Whoa, whoo, that was a good show. And then hopefully from that, people take that information and are excited themselves and are really to make the investment in themselves. Because I was in my show, Invest in UEDU, because I think it's, it's very important that educators look at themselves in a different light because i know a lot of educators and people talk about it of uh, this is a noble profession and we do this for the children and x y and z and i'm like cut the bull crap we are professionals invest in yourself you know just like an investment banker or professional athlete or a doctor or a nurse invest in themselves in terms of professional development and health and wellness and other aspects of their lives, we should be investing in ourselves as well.
0: That's an amazing message. And, uh, you know, I just in case you were wondering, I could speak only for myself. But when I listen to the show, yes, of course, I, I listen for the wealth of knowledge that comes from your guests. And uh, and I love that your show jumps around. You mentioned uh, that every once in a while you'll throw in there something about health and wellness. I thought it was funny, but also really great that you had uh, maybe about a month ago, uh, a guest on there talking about the vegan lifestyle. And I thought that was great. But, uh, but anyway, I listen because the information is phenomenal. But also, I listen for you. I, I think your style and your, your interviewing and just that kind of laid-back environment and atmosphere you create with your guests and, and on your show just in general is, is really cool to listen to.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I had to, like I said, just go for it because I caught myself uh, when my show started to, I don't want to say gain notoriety, but I saw the, the viewership increase and then I said, okay, I need to do something. I need to do something different. And then I, I messed up and started listening to Don Whitrick's podcast. Oh yeah. And I saw all of his guests and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to step up. I got to step up. But then I said, well, my podcast isn't Don's podcast. And Don has his own style, his own vibe, his own swagger. And that's Don and that's amazing. And I can't copy his style. You know, I can't follow his roadmap. I have to trail my own path and do what I do. And then at that point, I just said, I'm just bringing it. I'm just going to be me. And hopefully people will uh, accept it and love it and embrace it. But I, I had to catch myself. because I'm like, I can't follow Don. I can't follow Don. Uh, because his, his show was just like, I was like, oh, my God, this man, look at all, look at all these heavy hitters. This man's getting in. Uh, so yeah, 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 that's the one thing about this, even in presenting at conferences, don't get caught up I and mean, like, don't, don't, don't go see Eric and Tom and, and, uh, and these people and go, wow, they're so amazing. I got to copy their style. I got to do this. I got to do that. No, you know, be you, you know, do you and get better at being yourself. Uh, you know, cause there's only one you. And you want to be comfortable, you know, in your skin and, and and just be able to kind of just roll with it and flow with it. And so that's the one thing I have had to make sure in my show and in my shows, and my podcast, where I go, where I grow is to make sure that no matter what I'm doing, I'm just sticking true to who I am.
0: Awesome. Well, so for the listeners, uh, if anyone is not familiar with Don Wetrick's show, it's Start Ed Up. So S-T-A-R-T-E-D-U-P is where you can find him, his podcast, and all the amazing stuff that he's doing. But Dr. Will, let's let's tell people where they can find you and your show.
1: Uh, well, I'm on uh, iTunes, uh, the Dr. Will show. I'm also on SoundCloud as well. Uh, if you just do that search because I don't, the URL, I haven't done a special URL for that. But on the I do have a blog, uh, the I'm a beh- I'm behind on that though. The blog is uh the and I do need to get better at creating, you know, continue with the blog posts and the show notes and other things that we talked about in the podcast. uh,
0: Awesome. Well, so for everyone uh, listening to this show, if you're not a fan of Dr. Wills and his show, I also highly recommend that. Uh, I love listening and uh, I recommend it highly. But thank you so much for your time today and for coming on this episode. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you. I I appreciate the invitation and uh, they should check out your podcast as well. I, I see all the guests you have coming up. I'm like, look at look at Dan over
0: here. Yeah, I'm trying to make some moves myself, man. <laughs> awesome, thank you. Okay, leaders of learning, I hope that you took as much out of that interview with Dr. Will as I did. He's absolutely an inspiration and the messages that he delivered about being you and how to go about connecting and sharing were just awesome. Thanks again, Dr. Will. Thanks again to you for listening. If you're not already connected with Dr. Will, please look him up on any of those outlets that he mentioned. For more information on him or this episode of the show, please visit leaderoflearning.com episode 11. And of course, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me at leaderoflearning.com or leaderoflearning.com slash podcast. My email is dan at leaderoflearning.com. On Twitter and Voxer, I'm at dkriness, D-K-R-E-I-N-E-S-S. As I mentioned, this show is now a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, podcasts by educators, podcasts for educators. Thank you once again for listening. And remember, as always, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning.